Fictional Friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shereen. And we are still smack dab in the middle of Canadian Literature Month over here on the podcast Ooh. and over on the website at fullybooked.ca. Um, and in keeping with that, we went really obscure this week. That was your choice. <laughs> with our choice. Yeah, it was. I was fully on board for Water for Elephants. <laughs> boring Ugh. how many romantic like dramas are we gonna talk about Fair at some point Fair enough. <laughs> you know we'll have to relabel the podcast yeah that's i can't no i'm sorry it's gonna be it's gonna be like the it won't be fully booked it'll just be like megan and shereen are mad at romance movies <laughs> podcast. well you know <laughs> it, could, it could be okay it could work um so in keeping with that we went very obscure this week and we decided to talk about the 2008 adaptation of Pontypool which I guarantee for people outside of Canada and outside of like obscure horror watchers like people who watch indie films will probably have more of an idea of what this is but a lot of people will be like what the fuck is that like I have no idea what you guys are I thought this about. was like a like a Monty Python skit yeah when, when I said the name I know I'm sure I felt because I felt it when we talked about it and I was like oh we could do Pontypool you were like what <laughs> I'm like um okay Canadian and then started, lit month thing then you started describing it I'm like Never mind. Did not think that was going to happen, but okay. Yeah, yeah, so this movie is a really kind of interesting look at things. It's definitely a good look at very small town Canada from certain perspectives. So I think that it's relatable in a lot of ways, but... um, it takes a really it's it has a unique idea and it takes some really bizarre turns throughout the course of it. So it's kind of even if if you're kind of like into horror and you're really bored with traditional zombie films, this might be something to get you out of that rut ever so slightly because at least it'll make you think about things from a different perspective. Whether or not you agree with them, whether or not you like them, whatever, that's your choice. Obviously, I think we got like three quarters of the way through, and I was like, "This movie's stupid." Yeah, Shreen got really <laughs> mad for some reason, like part of the way through. I can't believe sometimes you astound me you don't get mad at the romance that we watch but you get mad at this well you know what it is is because I really gave this like the good a good try Uh you know like I really paid attention Uh I didn't look at my phone I didn't fall asleep you did look at your phone but it's (laughs) I didn't look at my phone as much I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> no, that part that part's true. Believe me, the number of times that she's had to rewatch a movie like on her own and stuff because she definitely fell asleep the first time or like she's like, fuck, I have to watch the latter half of this movie because I fell asleep halfway through. I still don't know what happens in Doctor Strange. I think I've watched it four times. What, the newer one? No, the old one. The first oh, one. Oh, like the first one? Yeah, <laughs> it just was not my cup of cake, as my father would say. <laughs> oh, that should be on everyone's roster of regular sayings. <laughs> it's not my cup of cake. It's not my cup of cake. Aww. You need to start a Twitter page. You could do. start an entire Twitter page with things that her dad says. <laughs> yeah, they're interesting. Mm. Um, anyway, look, we may as well get right into it and talk about the film a little bit so that people can understand the way that we half understood what was going on and just oh, kind of take it yeah. from there. Good. We still do not have an official version of these events, and it's very difficult at this moment to get a fix on what has happened. Oh, God! These people are trying to eat their way inside. They cut into our signal. Ken? Their eyes. He's looking at me. For your safety... 
Please avoid contact with family members and restrain from the following. All terms of endearment for greater safety. Do not translate this. I mean, if you know what happened, then that's like, I'll be here for the explanation. I think I have a pretty good idea of it. So, okay. So Pontypool, like I said, is a 2008 film. It is based on the 1995 novel called Pontypool Changes Everything. Um, Fully Canadian, obviously. The book is also (laughs) written by a Canadian author. Um, and it currently has a score. See, this tells me that a lot of, um, critics are always into like the really funky kind of weird films that like are much more obscure and have a lot more subtext happening in them. So the movie currently has a score of 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb and 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. What the hell? I don't know. I don't know. Look, for me, there are a lot of aspects of this that I found interesting. And Mm. if something makes me think... That doesn't bother me. And so it kind of depends like what you like or don't like about watching films in general and like what you want to get out of them. Because for some people, some people just want pure entertainment. Mm. When they go into a movie, they're like, I would just like to have a good time and I would just like to be entertained throughout the course of this film. So it depends kind of like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with any way of watching a movie. If that's what you like, cool. If you only like looking for subtext and looking for deeper meaning in things that's also fine if you like a mix of the two that's cool I don't think it really matters yeah like I like a good mix I think I just got really confused with this one like it's unfortunately so very obscure yeah okay so okay just okay let's give everybody just kind of like a brief overview of what this what the story actually is so Basically, the story of Pontypool, it's set in a very tiny, tiny town called Pontypool. This place actually exists in, I think, southern Ontario, if I'm not mistaken. Um, It's very tiny, very low population. There's not a whole lot going on. And it basically follows one night or very early morning shift for a morning radio DJ, like a radio host for obviously what is very, like a very local, very tiny syndicated Mm. radio station. Um, so it follows him. The character's name is Grant. Um, it follows Grant, his producer, Sydney, and their technical advisor or assistant named Laurel Ann. Mm. We're the only three people who work in this radio station because, again, it's super small. They don't need a very big crew or anything to really... It seems like they're like a late night show, too. Because they kept on saying the morning. So I feel like it's maybe one of those morning shows that starts at like four or something, you know? So they have to get there. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. So this basically follows them like one very early morning shift that they're having. Um, And this film follows the slow it's all set in one location basically all of it takes place at the radio station other than the intro to the film all of it takes place at the radio station and it basically uh, posits the idea of not exactly a zombie outbreak necessarily because it's not like a disease that's been transferred or something like that like it's not like people are being like bitten and they're like turning into zombies because of it they're triggered by the idea of specific words and like the language is what sets people off specifically in english english yes, is specifically the only in, yes you're right because that comes into play contaminating them yes yeah that is yeah like quote unquote contaminated and specific words are setting people off and repetitions of types of phrases and stuff seem to set people into into this and it's like it's almost like the language basically the way that it's described is that they the people who are being affected by this they're losing their ability to like make sense of the English language when they're speaking it so they have they're 
their understanding of it is like shifting as they're speaking almost, Mm. which causes them to like repeat and everything. And it basically drives them crazy kind of. So it like start like repeating the words over and over again. And then they, and then they start having like zombie. Yeah. And then it turns into like bouts of rage and not just like, Oh, I I'm confused and I don't understand Mm. what's going on. And it seems to drive them this way. And they do in the way of like a more traditional zombie story, go looking for quote unquote victims, like go looking for other people that they can transfer this to. Like they're trying to speak to other people and that sets other folks off yeah basically and causes a chain reaction that sort of occurs through everybody again communicating in english um and that sort of it follows basically like these three people specifically and them finding out only through over like over the radio and through phone calls and things like that until much later in the film what's happening so it's like you know if you were sitting at home but you didn't have access to like your phone or anything and you were just getting information slowly but surely through like one radio show telling you what's going on. And yeah. also consider that the book's from 1995 and the film even itself is from 2008. And even if people, like in the film, it's obviously set like at that time. So people have cell phones and stuff. But yeah. it's like, if you think 2008, most of us had like a flip phone Yeah, <laughs> at that time. And I think that's what they have in this movie. They do, yeah, yeah. that's it. Everybody has like a flip phone. So yeah. people aren't like, you're not sharing news stories through your phone. You can't access the internet through your phone no, in the you same. No, you can only share via like the spoken word, which is when you yeah. think about it, the problem. The pro- which is, again, so that's it. So that works. Like you couldn't make this movie now unless you set it at a time yeah. like this when you wouldn't have had access to a smartphone. So you yeah. couldn't have like texted people yeah. easily or done anything like that like everything was you know most things were done still through phone call yeah. at that point which is crazy because 2008 wasn't that long ago oh we've come a long way it's wild when eh? did the iphone come out i want to say like 2008 2009 probably 2008 yeah. 2009 was probably like the yeah. first iteration of the iphone so this was like Remember just coming into came out jesus yeah it revolutionized a lot of stuff yeah. people who are a lot younger i think won't have realized this but yeah it was pretty crazy when it started happening you started being like wait hang on what are you talking about like i could use my phone for just everything it seemed like, a, like weird a tiny concept. computer and there yeah. was a part of you when it initially happened that was like oh i don't want that that just seems like a weird idea so i remember being really like surprised and kind of put off by it for a while because oh, I, I wanted like, one in the worst way <laughs> i was like oh my god it's like a tiny computer yeah, it's like really really small but it was like such a weird idea yeah. so yeah so that's basically what it follows and pretty much i think I'm assuming the book is, well, I haven't read it, but what I can only assume is that the book itself and also in turn this film is kind of trying to um, posit like a criticism of the English language as a whole. And I think that part of the way that they're doing it also is that if if people aren't Canadian, they might not know this. So um, is that our, like the country as a whole has kind of like a very long history, particularly between Quebec and Ontario, those two provinces of um, infighting due to language issues and yeah. things. I can't really get into like the history of all of it because we'll be here forever. Yeah, but basically Quebec is French, Ontario is English. The rest of the country is mostly English. Yes. Aside from like pockets, pockets of, of people out people. in New Brunswick, like Acadian yeah. folk tend to speak mostly in French and there are pockets in places like Manitoba right. and stuff like that. But it's like not that. quite the same French. No. So, you know, the Quebec... The Quebecois, they've got a very proud way of looking at their language. You know, it's their right. But 
in this movie, it was interesting because, like Megan said, it was like a criticism of the English language. What you also have to understand is that English uses like one word to signify seven different ten things. things, whereas in <laughs> French, you've got ten words to signify ten one different, thing. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. And so, like, if you were in this situation, I don't think it would apply to the French language because you could just keep using a different word. Because to... also your different word would mean different things. Yeah. So if you... I'm trying to think of like a good example of this. If you look at a word like any way that you pronounce the word ver, yeah, ver can be V-E-R-S, which is like to go towards something. It could be a worm. It can be a worm because it's V-E-R-R-E. No, that's glass. Oh, sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's V-E-R, I believe. Yeah. That's and then worm. V-E-R-R-E is glass. Yeah. Um, so there are just, there are so many words like that in French where that's it. You, you pronounce it the same way, but it's spelled differently and yeah. it means 17 different things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it can be used differently. So what this leads to um throughout the course of the story is first of all these three people being very confused because they're only getting bits and pieces of information from their quote-unquote eye in the sky because the guy who's supposed to do um traffic and weather is supposedly in the sunshine chopper yeah in a helicopter but but we we were saying we were like like when we were watching it like you said you were like there's no fucking way this guy's up in a helicopter in this tiny ontario town and he only works for their radio station like that's not possible he would be doing seven different radio stations and then sure enough it's revealed that he just sits in his truck like at a on top of a hill yeah on a hill (laughs) anyway so he starts giving in reports of like a mob and like how things are getting crazy and like like he's kind of telling the story so from the outside he's giving his anecdotes of what's going on and it's like you know slowly falling apart out there you know yeah, um, and he, you know, like that's that they're able to get a hold of him sort of in stages and whatnot, and then he's passing along that information to them, but again, nothing really makes any sense And it takes to them. a while before they actually believe him. For sure, which also understandable, because you're probably oh, yeah, like, yeah, you're probably fuck? like, what? Like, first of all, I thought this dude was in a chopper, now you're telling me he's not <laughs> yeah, in a chopper? And on top like, of how that, can like, I believe anything he Like, says? nothing ever happens there, because I think, like, it's sort of, um... It's sort of indicated, and it's not like they don't like come right out and say it, but it's like mostly indicated that I believe that like Grant Mazzy, so like the lead character, he used to, I think, work in like larger syndicated radio, but he was fired because he has a tendency to just do whatever he wants whenever he wants. And mm-hmm. of course, um, stations aren't okay with that. So he's yeah. been, you know, uh, fired from like larger areas and gotten stuck working at this shitty, tiny little itty bitty station he obviously is not particularly happy with it so I think also like he comes in his character exists with a really intense amount of like cynicism yeah he does I mean he's obviously an alcoholic as well oh for sure yeah there's Um. apparently a lot of people are because they're talking about police officers later who are yeah well he keeps saying drunk 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 drunk. and like I said this to Megan as well like they do it in a way that the Grant the radio host when he speaks he repeats the words he's saying very regularly he, when he's trying to drive a point home, he just keeps saying it over and over again. Yeah. He's got one of those voices that's very distinctive. So they did a good job there. You know, yeah. like you could tell that there was going to be something coming mm-hmm. up like with that. And there, there's some interesting, like really good, strangely, and this, again, this film is all basically takes place in one specific area. This could very easily be a play, like on stage. Oh, definitely. Because you never yeah, have you to move anything. To, no, you don't need any costume changes. You wouldn't nothing. need to do anything. It's all taking place in one location at one time. Yeah. So you could very easily do that. You could even do it as a radio play, which I think they've done before, is like translated it to like oh, yeah, radio they play. Oh, could, yeah. You could do that as good well. Point. And even especially because it's taking place over 
over the radio, so you could do that as well, I think, without too much trouble. But um, it, they, but there are, they do genuinely build in, and this is, like, obviously a very low-budget film, but they do genuinely build in, like, a couple of really good moments of, like, horror factor, like, creep factor, that yeah. aren't just, like, oh, now the zombies are starting to come in and they're trying to attack us and it's scary. Like, mm. it's not that it's, it's, a lot of the movie seems to be, the build towards yeah, like getting yeah. there in the first place. And like part of that comes from part of the way through this as more people are speaking, as more is happening um, through the technical assistant, Laurel Ann, because she's the first member of their trio to be affected by this yeah. and to start to change. Cause again, it's like, it's also like a lot of things they don't usually change like in two seconds necessarily, mm. depending on like what story you're, you know, reading yeah. or what you're watching or whatever. Sometimes they change right away. Sometimes they don't. A lot mm. of the time I find they don't cause it's like a slow decline. Mm. Um, like after someone's bitten in a zombie movie or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so if it's she- like the last of us, it's like overnight. Yeah, that's it exactly. Yeah. It's like in a number of hours or something. Yeah. And so that seems to be the case with this story as well because basically she's, she seems like she's kind of like feeling a little bit weird and feeling a little bit iffy. And then again, it all comes through in her language where she, sh- she starts repeating the word missing. Yeah. And she's start- talking about like Mr. Mazzy's missing. And it's like when you have too many in a row yeah, that starts to set miss, people miss, off. Yeah, miss, 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 Yeah. It kind of triggered it in her. Yeah, that's it. And she can't stop herself. And yeah. then you get a genuine, like, first of all, you're like, ooh, that's not good. Yeah. And then you get a genuine <laughs> moment after that where you're like, what the fuck? Where Sydney, the producer, is making tea. Yeah. And the, the kettle's boiling on the stove. Yeah. And she removes it, but she can still hear the kettle boiling. And mm-hmm. she's like, what the fuck is that? And she goes into the hallway. And Laurel Ann is standing, staring into the sound booth. And... Her mouth is open, and the steam hiss sound from the kettle is coming out of her mouth. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's I, her I who continues. I thought that she was, like, distracted by the, no, the hissing noise. it's her going like, ah, but it's yeah. the steam noise that is oh, actually, like, coming out of her I mouth. And Sydney's like, like this... what the fuck? Okay, I totally missed that, because I was like, why Why is that kettle still making steam noises? And, like, is that distracting the zombie? Because I'm like, because then you could just make, like, an almighty Oh, ruckus, for sure, yeah, and it like, would distract all the time. people. Yeah. No, no, it's her. Like, the sound is coming out of her. And you, you see that a little bit with earlier on, I know we're back and forth and guys, but it's also like not a super linear story. So anyway, um, you see a lot of back in like what they're trying to do while they're trying to get some of this information is they're supposed to have like regular, regularly scheduled like interviews and programming and call-ins and stuff Mm. like that, that would actually keep a radio show going for the four or five hours that it's normally on in the morning, like your early morning host. Yeah. Um, so these people come in who are doing, who are doing some sort of musical oh, of Lawrence of Lawrence Arabia, of Arabia. They're but they're all like white. T- oh, they did blackface. Oh and my you're god! Just like, oh. They come in in full like brown face, yeah. basically, and like this like like older like two or three adults and a couple of younger girls, and you're like, what? First of all, what the fuck is yeah. this? Second of all, and you can tell that Grant is like. <laughs> well he was like this is really not what our listeners want to know right now like no. he's been talking about like this this emergence of whatever of, it yeah, is like a riot has happened at this doctor's hours, office and, and then it's don't like what's going oh on. we have a rehearsal for lawrence of arabia and he's like really like is that really urgent no right that's now? it he's you can tell he's kind of looking at them and he's like jesus christ and second of all why did they come in in costume and brown face it's hilarious it's for radio yeah. not funny at all for them to do like the brown face thing but it was just like in the movie like to see grant's reaction it was it was pretty funny where like you, like a person who's like i don't even have the mental band 
bandwidth yeah. to react to this right <laughs> it's now. It's like, let's just get it over with so I can go back to the thing that's really That's really important because this is just fucking yeah. absurd. And one of the girls, while they're speaking, she starts to do it. And with her, it's noises that she's making yeah. because she starts to try to say something and she goes, pra, and then she gets stuck and she's like, pra, pra. like over and over again and she like can't stop herself and you can see when people are starting it's like they don't understand what's happening to them either they're like repeating things or doing things and they look very confused but they don't like contaminate others like for example uh laurel ann (coughs) sorry she doesn't um she doesn't contaminate Sydney. No. And like this girl doesn't contaminate Grant who's in the booth. No, they don't seem to at least not, um, not in an obvious way. Yeah. So it does seem to be specifically through just you speaking yeah. and like what starts to happen because of the, 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 like because of the spoken words that you yourself are using mm-hmm. and just everybody being around people who are speaking on a, like, I think it takes a while. Like yeah. I think for like, you know, it's like a while of being around people who are speaking a lot where that starts to happen. So it does start off in like a really slow way and then it kind of builds like, you know, and eventually that's it. Like Laureland changes. And then at the same time, the, um, the, okay. So there was all the reports that were coming in were about a riot at this doctor's office, mm. Dr. Mendez, who literally shows up at the radio Dr. station. Dr. Mendez, who's German. Is anyway. he German or Portuguese? I thought he was speaking German. It okay. didn't sound Portuguese at all. I don't know. That's what I wasn't too sure of either because I was like listening to him and I was like, what language is it this man speaking? definitely like German or something, but okay. I might be wrong. I don't know. Maybe. You might be right though. Wait, I'm going to check. Oh, okay. According to the description, actually, he's Armenian. Oh, that makes sense. But Mendez? I don't know. I can't help you with that. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. possible. Who knows, yeah. right? Okay, so um, so this Dr. Mendez shows up. That said, a bunch of people had attacked his office, yeah. um, and he managed to escape, kind of run through town. Also, keep in mind, it's fucking freezing because it's probably like January right now, and you can see it. Like, it's like there's a huge blizzard basically outside. There's a ton of snowfall coming down. It basically just looks like Canadian winter outside. Mm. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that in itself would drive anybody bananas. Exactly, yeah, that's it. (laughs) Let alone having to just sit around and talk to people all the time because it's shitty outside. (laughs) So he shows up, and he's got some theories on what's going on. So they have to, at this point, like, lock themselves into the sound booth, and it's just Grant, Sydney, and this guy Mm -hmm. who's with them. Yeah. And they're writing to each other. They're writing little notes to each other, and they're trying to figure out what's going on with the language. Like, what's triggering this to happen. And I think that... like these parts of dialogue I think that they tried but this this idea is like really obscure Mm. and really difficult to sort of execute to execute properly so you can't like the dialogue does get a little bit ham-fisted at this point because it's really like Dr. Mendez magically figures out that it's only the English language and it's specific um sets of words together that seem to be setting people off in terms of endearment well because they have that French broadcast right okay so that's where a lot of what comes in I find actually is like partially interesting and again it's because of the English French thing with like Ontario and Quebec so what's happening is that accidentally in the middle of one of the broadcasts like part of what they're talking about they catch a signal from a French I assume military broadcast that's happening over the radio and it sounds like it's basically like almost like a government broadcast that's probably gone out to people which is based it's all in French Mm -hmm. um and it's telling people that what they should do is, you know, uh, like basically segregate them, like separate themselves from people. They should avoid direct contact with close loved ones. Do not use terms of endearment. Do not speak in English. Do not translate this message. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so and that's the freaky thing is the do not translate this message and, because yeah. you're assuming like a pli- and again for our view, our listeners who are not familiar with the English French thing, um, there are places bordering on Ontario that are they do have more French. Yes, for um, sure. And so in this area, I don't know how many people would be speaking French because it's not, not obligatory when you're in Ontario to speak French. No. It just kind of happens if you live on some of the border of Quebec. And so for them to say, do not translate this message, you can only imagine how many people are not hearing oh, this 100%. message. Oh, 100%. A know? ton of people aren't. Because the thing is, like, the way that... I, like you're right and then that's exactly what it is right when you get just like you know sort of past the Quebec border into Ontario the first little ways basically almost I would say up to like Ottawa which mm-hmm. is the capital um you do still have a lot of people who do speak French there yeah. partially for work purposes but also because they're close enough to Quebec that I think a lot of people simply do for communication yeah. reasons um but the further you get past that point it, it like dies down quite yeah. a bit and then you get quite a few like <laughs> not a very large number of people and by the time you get to Toronto everybody's like what they barely remember <laughs> French, the, what? they barely remember their high school French yeah, and that's I did like, that for like a year in high school and then I dropped and it and then I dropped it yeah that's it so a lot of people don't and I was double checking Pontypool itself um is situated between sort of like between Kingston and Toronto but like very south Almost like at the water, basically. So they wouldn't necessarily have very many French-speaking no. people there. Like, no. It's, so the two characters, you know, at this point, they're realizing what's going on. They're saying, okay, so it is the English language. And then Dr. Mendez decides, he's like, well, so don't speak English. So he just starts babbling in Armenian. And of course, both of them are like, what the fuck do you want me to do with that? <laughs> and so Sydney looks at Grant and says, you know, do you speak French? Yes. You know, and he just kind of goes, way. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like uh, we are oui. petit peu, which uh, is like a little peu. bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And so they have this very realistic, um, really broken limited, French, very yeah. limited, very broken conversation in French where they're like, okay, so we're only going to speak French. And then they leave the sound booth because Dr. Mendez, every time he speaks English, has started showing that he's starting to yeah. have this because he keeps repeating the word so, breathe and he can't stop himself. He like claps his yeah. hand over his mouth at one point and stuff. And he is forcing himself to speak Armenian to try and like get it out of his system. Yeah, you know? because we've also seen as well that... Um, the if the well, once they become like fully zombified for lack of a better word once they do this they basically stop being able to um if they if they don't find another like a human to talk to or anybody to pass this along to yeah they die laura land literally like throws up everywhere and then just dies because she has no one to to speak to yeah and no one to speak to her so she just she dies she yeah. just yeah her brain stops working because so it's, it's like they're living off the language but the language is killing them too yes right so after all of this has happened they've like ditched dr mendez because they're like nope fuck that guy well, what are they gonna do <laughs> no Try i don't blame them in armenian like? i'm not even saying it in a bad way yeah. i would also i would also gtfo because especially when he keeps on like accidentally saying something in english and then it, it starts to trigger him again yeah. i'd be like no i'm getting out of here yeah. no thank you um so they do and obviously at the same time because of I guess because of the radio broadcast um again that's not incredibly clear Mm. the the other zombies have been like attracted to the radio station so they're all busting in at this point and like trying to get to them so they like barricade themselves in a closet and this again this is this is something where I find unfortunately okay so I I like this dialogue of figuring out that to con- to like confuse your brain enough that it stops triggering and it stops doing this that you have to like 
pretend basically that a word means something other than what it means mm. kind of thing. I don't, I don't hate that. Cause it's like, you're re- you're trying to rescramble the language, but I, really but I didn't not understanding like how you would find any like, like continuity or any ability of doing that. Like I understand that it's yeah. supposed to be senseless. I think it's sort of senseless and I think it's sort of that you have to like, <laughs> you're trying to trick yourself, which is like a really weird sort of concept. <laughs> so um, basically they kind of, so they start like doing that because Sydney's starting to like be affected by this at this yeah. point and she knows it. So um so they do kind of come up with this thing where he's like, you can't say the word like kill over and over again because it's going to trigger you. So like, yeah. okay, kill is kiss, kill is kiss, kill is kiss. And that's yeah. like something and that they like used the to like. the word can't mean anything like the opposite or anything. S- anything similar. similar. It can't mean the opposite meaning. Like it can't be like kill means live or something yeah. like that. You, you couldn't do that. It has to mean something totally different. Yeah. So, uh, so they decide to do that and they do go through it. I hate, hate, hate that they keep saying kill is kiss and then they do kiss. Oh, God. Like, it was, it's, like, it wasn't one of those movies no. where you're like, oh, like, this is a love interest no. or whatever. Like, it was just, like, not, it was, it was not, that was when I was like, this movie's stupid. Yeah, I didn't, like, I really didn't love that they did yeah. that. Anyway, so they, they kind of do that, and they've, like, put a broadcast outside as well, which attracts, like, the, you know, infected folk outdoors so they kind of start leaving so they're able to go back into the sound booth mm-hmm. after and when they do um they're trying to they're because they figured out kind of how to fix this a bit there are broadcasts coming through again from like french military police mm. basically who are pretty much saying like you know we're, we're about to bomb this whole town yep we're gonna like blow everything yeah, up Yeah, and they're like stop making broadcasts like stop that yeah stop yeah. broadcasting we're gonna blow yeah. up everything blah 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 and so grant kind of goes on in one final way because he's like, maybe if I can get people to start doing that, maybe if I can get people to flip things around, they'll understand better and it'll be like, we'll be okay. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, and in a in a more, unfortunately, in a more realistic sort of ending, like, you know, it's too bad because, you, you know, you kind of are like, oh, maybe it'll work, maybe it'll work. Like, it doesn't fucking work. No, it doesn't they work. They bomb the town and they die. But like, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the whole, like, language thing, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's no... It, I get it. Like, they're trying to come up with a solution on the fly. Yes. But, like, it, it just wasn't a good solution. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I mean, it wasn't going to work anyway. Yeah. If anything, they should have just tried to get out the two of them yeah. and been done with it. Um, but no, I don't. It's too bad because I only... I, th- it's, I think it's maybe, like, the last quarter of the film for me that I start to be like, ooh, okay yeah like like I would that's why I was like three quarters of the way through I was like this is stupid because it annoyed me I was like you had such a good concept it's and like just, it kind yeah. of dropped off that's you know? it so it does end that way and then you do hear um right and then over um overlaid with like the credits basically that are running you do get um like again more radio call yeah. kind of um indications of like further outbreaks yeah. potentially in other areas and stuff like that and you do kind of it does kind of fiddle down you do kind of hear that it gets like basically the news of it does get to like england at one point which well they an, start that way don't they, they yeah have somebody from the bbc who's call calling in, in and he's the one who's also giving them information as well at first being like well we've heard that french military like french canadian military police have uh, barricaded like the border basically yeah. and that they're looking to you know like like Pontypool's in full quarantine etc cetera, etc cetera. and again all of that works for me because it's part of the confusion of mm. people who are experiencing Absolutely. an event like this and have no, no fucking totally idea what's fine. going on like honestly like I thought it was fine like you know low budget indie film fine I'm yeah, yeah, it's here fine. for it it's fine it was great until that like that whole scene where he's like kill his kiss and then they kiss and I'm like 
Yeah, and then they kiss again right before, like, they die, basically. And I was like, oh, no, that was, like, a really weird little, like, we've added it to, we've added it almost at the last minute. We're trying to stretch our our audience here. Yeah, or something, or maybe trying to attack to, like, a different kind of audience. I don't know, look, whatever. Maybe it works for some people. I don't love it. I do find that it's just, like, that latter, like, the last, like... 20 minutes or so mm. of the movie that that I'm like oh okay yeah we're we're we've gone off into like different other territory now because I do find that it's just an interesting idea yeah you know you don't get it very often because it's really hard to make new zombie content yeah. that's like original that doesn't have to do with a viral outbreak of some sort it's really difficult to do that because you're kind of like well that's how it spreads like how the fuck else would it spread it's that and then you get bitten and then you turn like that's what happens to everybody all the time or I think in like the walking dead universe if you die everybody has the disease quote-unquote so they automatically turn yes unless like their brains are shot out or whatever yeah yeah it's something like that so so yeah so again not perfectly executed but it is interesting and I think from the like I guess from the perspective of like English people living in Canada but in a French-speaking province it is kind of interesting to get I had a chuckle a little yeah (laughs) it was like oh okay well you know and I I won fully 100% by that when they're like you know like sort of like French military police are doing this and they don't want to talk to the English people about it I'm like nah I believe that I believe that oh I that was the most accurate thing about this movie (laughs) like like yeah that, that would happen yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I believe that fully I was like yeah no none of that seems oh, like a you stretch don't speak to me French well I think you should have tried when you had the chance yeah that's it oh well too bad for you ha 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 over here we're all fine basically yeah, exactly. is what it is um yeah so it is again it's too bad that it kind of like falls apart a little bit for me like at the end because it's an interesting concept and it's an interesting look at sort of very small town Canadian life Mm -hmm. and like no one has anything to do (laughs) everybody's annoyed at their jobs you know all that kind of stuff it's like corner gas if it were a zombie outbreak kind of yeah yeah, that's it except the conversations are less mundane and the performances are better from the actors because there's like more stakes yeah no for sure for sure because yeah. I will say you know despite kind of like those aspects of things all the actors did a really good job in yeah, this no, film they were, they were also really fine yeah so yeah um it was a really different this was a really different one for us but at least it kind of at least it gives us something to talk about which is I mean, to be nice. fair like we normally like watch stuff like this like recreationally we just don't yeah we just don't necessarily it. make an episode about yeah. it so this is interesting because it ties into our theme and we're actually able so we're actually able to have a chat about it which isn't always something that happens happens and I never get an opportunity to do this because I'm constantly watching indie horror so <laughs> and Shereen's forcing me to watch romance movies. yeah exactly so you know what <laughs> you know what we've discovered that Shereen has her little horror niche that she really likes and so we're slowly but surely getting her into other stuff and it's working it's, it's working guys <laughs> yes I'm, I'm coming around to it <laughs> exactly <laughs> so anyway um if any, you guys can definitely let us know if anyone has seen Pontypool or if you've read the book. I would be really curious about that. I wonder if anyone has. Or like, were you in Pontypool? Oh like, my God, it's yeah. So Did small. Like, like... They like filmed out in Ontario. <laughs> Did you, would you, were you like an extra, were you a little zombie who popped up in the movie? Did you write Pontypool? Yeah. <laughs> Are you listening? Are you listening? Because if you did, it was really interesting. Yeah. So I didn't mean to bash it and say no, you're no, no. stupid. <laughs> I think, I think you can, I think, you know, everybody can have their own opinions yeah. about something. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you did, you can definitely let us know over on Instagram at fully booked CA and you can also check out our Facebook group at Facebook 
facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better. And if you're still here with us after this very strange zombie movie, uh, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening because it really helps us get the show out in front of more people. But until next week, guys, keep on reading. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.